On today's podcast, we're going to meet Dr. Abdul Dada. He's a family medicine doctor with Genesis. And in addition to learning more about him, he's going to tell us what it means to be a family medicine doctor, including procedures that he can do right there in the office. This is Sounds of Good Health with Genesis, brought to you by Genesis Healthcare System. I'm Scott Webb. So, Doctor, thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to talk about family medicine. And, you know, I think a lot of us maybe think we know, you know, uh, what uh, family medicine and what that implies. But I want to hear more about you and have you tell folks exactly what you do. So as we get rolling here, just tell us a little bit about yourself. My name's Abdul Dada. I go by Dr. Dada or Abdul, either one's fine. So um, a family medicine physician. I graduated from residency about six months ago. I just started working out in Zanesville, Ohio. I was born and raised in Columbus. My parents were originally from Afghanistan, so they were refugees and came over here kind of like through a lottery system as refugees and settled in Columbus and then I was born here. My family's been here ever since. I've got about 160, 165 family members that live in Dublin and Columbus. I was in residency for Chicago and obviously, you know, I wanted to move back and that's kind of why I'm back in Columbus now working with them. I got into family medicine because, long story short, basically, you know, I went to visit like the, the family that you know, was still in Afghanistan when I was younger, and I saw the situation there and how bad it was, and, you know, I was like, oh, I need to do something about this. You know, it kind of, like, piqued my interest, so I figured, you know, get into medicine, and that's kind of where we're at. And this is a common sort of theme when I host these and I get to know doctors, is that something happens that spurs them on, that they sort of have this calling, and so great that you found this calling, you found, you know, what works for you in medicine, being a family medicine doctor, and want to have you tell folks, what does that mean exactly? What is a family medicine doctor? What exactly can you do in the office? And what can folks expect? Family medicine, I guess it's hard to describe, but also kind of easy, basically, you know, we do everything whenever, you know, people ask them, okay, what do you do? So we literally do everything within a certain scope. So like we'll see patients for basically anything you can imagine. I mean, people come in with skin conditions. We have pregnant patients. We have newborn babies. We have geriatric patients. We have elder patients. I see patients who are in hospice who are at the end of their life. We have people who are completely healthy, you know, adolescents. We have very sick teenagers. We have healthy adults. We have very sick adults. Anything that you can think of, we see. What I tell people and I tell my patients, too, is that, you know, as a family medicine physician, we kind of have to have a general idea of everything. You know, we're better in some things than others. We, we have more knowledge in some things than others, like, for example, diabetes, heart disease. These things we see every day, you know, so obviously we know them a little bit better than we know some other things. Like I was saying earlier, I'll tell my patients all the time, you know, we try this or we try that. And if it doesn't work, then I usually have them see the specialist and I try to explain to them that, like, you know, we have a general idea of everything. We know how to treat most things for the most part, but there are some things that are beyond our scope in that specific field. And that's when I'll like refer someone out to a specialist. An example would be like if someone has diabetes, I'll start them on a medication and that's not working. We'll go to insulin and then I'll start them on an oral and an insulin. And then it's still not controlled. Then at some point I realized, okay, like this person, I got them on a bunch of different things. These are the things that are usually try. Their, their A1C is not getting better. So then I'll send them to the specialist. And a lot of times the specialist will just say, hey, continue what you're doing. This is the right thing. Maybe they'll check one or two other labs and they'll say keep doing the same thing. But it's like a nice reassurance that, okay, there isn't much else to do. You're on the right track. Keep doing this, you know. So that's kind of how I describe it to people. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, you rarely have a boring day when you're seeing uh, babies all the way up to folks in hospice care. I'm sure your days are pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're seeing everything. you got to be on your toes. And, you know, I think the most important thing is, uh, at least, you know, what, what I was taught was make sure it's not any of the, like, more dangerous things. And, you know, then everything else is okay. Like, for example, somebody comes in with abdominal pain. You know, you want to make sure it's not an appendicitis. You want to make sure they don't have an obstruction. You want to make sure they don't have 
you know, really bad diverticulitis, something that they need like an urgent surgery for or something that can potentially be fatal. And as long as you rule out the fatal things, you know, everything else is not as bad. And if it takes a little bit, it's okay. You know, you can kind of like slowly narrow things down, but you want to make sure it's not any of the important things. And after that, it's figuring out which of the less, you know, dangerous things it is basically. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things I'm sure they probably didn't go over in medical school was telemedicine, which has become such a thing, you know, in the last couple of years. Like it was just kind of inching along there for a while. But during COVID, it's just become like the standard, like the norm. So how are you handling telemedicine? Are you doing, you know, video visits, things like that? So, yeah, I do a lot of telemedicine because currently, like, all the patients who are not getting admitted for COVID, they're sending to two clinics. And one of them is ours, just me and uh, another practitioner who are seeing all of them. So, and a lot of them that are not, like, urgent, we're just doing through telehealth. So, I've been doing a lot of telehealth. I actually like telehealth. You know, I think it's easier. The problem is some patients, they're okay with the physician, you know, talking to them for reassurance. And then other patients, like, you know, want to be seen in person, want their lungs listened to. And whatnot. And I try to tell patients, you know, a lot of times the physical exam, I think, slowly is going away. I mean, obviously, there's certain things that you need it for, but people AFib. Some people have chronic AFib. You're going to hear it all the time. Other people, it's like intermittent, right? So, like, if you're not having it at that moment that I'm listening to your heart, I'm not going to hear it. So, I'm not going to catch it, if, you know, if that makes sense. So, the physical exam's important, but it's not as important, I think, as we used to think it was. And there's always, like, variations, like appendix, for example. I had my appendix taken out, so I always go back to that one. But even when I was getting mine out, I didn't have any of the physical exam signs of an appendicitis. All of them were negative, but I just had a feeling that I had one and I ended up having one. So it's a good test, it's good skills to know, but it's not like a tell-all, be-all or whatever the saying is. So, so I think you can do a lot on telehealth, which people are worried about that you won't be able to do. I think you can do a lot more of it. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing from uh, practitioners along the way here is that they've even been surprised, you know, that the, initially their reaction was, I don't know that I can do what I do over a video visit or a telephone call. And many are learning that, oh, wow, this actually works pretty well. And maybe a face-to-face, uh, you know, being in the office is still the gold standard for certain things that where you, the physician and the, and, and the patient just need to be in the same room. But as you're saying, everybody's sort of embracing that and kind of loving it, really. And again, like there's certain patients I'll see, especially with the COVID situation, I'll say, okay, you need to come in. We need to check your pulse ox. We need to look, you know, you need to put eyes on some people, you know, but yeah, not always. Well, it's been uh, fun getting to know you and, and learn about family medicine. And as we wrap up here, what would be your takeaways just in the six months or so that you've been practicing, uh, just generally your understanding of family medicine and especially for patients, prospective patients, you know, how you think you can help them? I think it's been great. Like, you know, residency is a very tough time. And I tell this to all my friends who are still in residency. You know, it's a very tough time. It's very busy, uh, a lot of stress, you know, and then you graduate. And it's kind of scary, actually, in the beginning. Like, I was a little nervous. I had two months off before starting. And I was like, you know, I don't have an attending. I don't have someone there to kind of guide me. But, you know, it's nice to be on your own. It's a lot of fun. I feel like I'm building great relationships with my patients, which is kind of also why I went into family medicine specifically. You know, there's that, like... uh, you know, people don't remember their ER doctors, people don't remember their surgeons, but like everyone knows their physician, like their PCP. So it's been a lot of fun, you know, and I think in general medicine's changing, like where I'm at and then and most places are switching over to value-based care. And I think patients are going to really appreciate that once we get into that, but that's a whole other topic. Um, so I think everything's kind of going in the right direction and I'm excited. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it, like I said, it's been great to, you know, to hear about you and your story, an interesting story, how you got here, how you ended up, uh, you know, in Ohio and so on. So uh, thanks so much. You stay well. 
Thanks, you too. And for more information, visit genesishcs.org. And thanks for listening to Sounds of Good Health with Genesis, brought to you by Genesis Healthcare System. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and check out the entire podcast library for additional topics of interest. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well.